Hey guys, Dando here, and I just want to give you guys a heads up that this week's review of The Mysterious Voyage of Homer was actually recorded well over 18 months ago as a Patreon exclusive. So that means there's going to be plenty of data references and apologies for that in advance. It also means that there's no mailbag and the show runs pretty short. I think it goes for around 53 minutes, which really isn't that long. So if you want more of a four-finger discount filled this week and you just cannot wait till next week, uh, next week's review of the Springfield Files is actually available right now on our Patreon page. Honestly, it's one of the, my favorite shows that we've ever done. I'm incredibly proud of that review. It goes for well over 90 minutes. The Springfield Files is one of my favorite episodes of all time. So if you don't want to have to wait another week to hear that one, patrons get the show a week early. It's available right now at patreon.com slash four-finger discount. Join the team, sign up. You also get access into our four-finger discount Facebook group and the Futurama podcast that we do and our Movie Guys podcast and plenty of other podcast hosted by Mitch and myself. But hey, if you're patient enough to wait the extra week to hear the Springfield Files review, then that's perfectly fine as well. Honestly, we just appreciate the fact that you guys even listen to the show at all. So like I said, Springfield Files review is available right now. But for now, just kick back and enjoy our review of the mysterious voyage of Homer and just know that we appreciate each and every one of you. You're all legends. Thanks again. And I'll catch you guys next week. Cheers, guys. Hi, honey. Oh, I guess you're cranky because I didn't come home last night. I'm cranky because my husband got drunk and humiliated me in front of the entire town. He broke your promise, Homer. Oh, honey, I didn't get drunk. I just went to a strange fantasy world. Come on, you gotta believe me. You're my soulmate. Don't soulmate me! Okay. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes and Nobody Gets Any More Facebook page, nohomers.net, popculture.com.au and Podbean, I'm Dando. You're in a hurry. Yes. <laughs> I'm Mitch. I realised we were just been recording. We forgot why we were even here, we've just been talking about shit off air. You realised that we were beers. just recording and then thought, well shit, I better hurry up and get through this. <laughs> just... just what, it's not like the listeners were listening to the last two minutes of I us just watching fast football. naturally anyway. I have to try and slow myself down. I'll try and do it now. Don't here, do that or I'll get bored. And we're here to review The Mysterious Voyage of Homer, or Mitch is going to have a crack at saying what it's really called. Uh, yeah. El Viage Mysterio... Have a crack. Yeah. <laughs> Yvonne Etniash. El Viage Mysterio de Nuestro Oma. You reckon it's Oma or not Yoma? I would say Yoma. Isn't J-Yo? Is it... I don't think... It I is, don't know. I don't think it is in Spanish. I wouldn't have a clue. Um... Jean-Paul, Jean-Jean, ho. No, I don't think it's a Y sound for... It sounded legit anyway. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you're listening to this, obviously you're a $2 plus patron, so thank you very much for subscribing to us on Patreon. You guys are all champions. We mm-hmm. appreciate your support. Mitch, what did you think of the episode? I think it is a very good episode without being a great one. I actually think it's an episode where the performances and obviously the artistic direction lift some substandard writing. Mm-hmm. The the writing throughout the show, funny moments in the first act and the chilly scene and all that sort of stuff. But there are some bits that I'll get to where it was a little bit clunky in the way the actual dialogue and script was written. But then Dan's performance in particular, because it's so much of it is focused on him, and obviously all of the surrealism and the art and that sort of stuff just elevates it to a, a different level. I actually thought it was quite a solid margin homer relationship story. It was kind of it was very relatable mm-hmm. in the sense that. Yeah, Homer was actually being quite good in this episode. In the sense that your wife automatically assumes that you're doing the, the wrong worst. thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
I told you not to drink beer. I'm not drinking. Ah, I don't want to hear it. It's actually similar to uh, what's the one where she goes with Ruth Powers? We did a couple of weeks ago. Marginal Lamb, Lamb, where yeah. she just assumes Homer's done the wrong thing when he hasn't. Yeah. And yeah, I felt sorry for Homer throughout this because he really did. He do anything wrong? No. No, he didn't at all. He I just he copped was just... a crazy insanity pep. He didn't actually drink a drop of alcohol no, at all not once. in the day. But he went to a strange fantasy world. Yeah. <laughs> that line is amazing. <laughs> I didn't drink any beer. I just went to a strange fantasy world. <laughs> what was your favourite moment in the episode? Favourite moment in the episode, I reckon, is Otto. He let knows him, what he's doing. Let him go, Ralph. He knows what he's doing. My favourite moment was when Homer realised that he had missed the chilli. And he's the dance. I'm yeah. missing the cook-off. It's going right now and I'm missing I it. I do like his chili boots. And the chili boots. That's yeah. what I thought you were going to have. Yes, <laughs> the chili boots. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that would have been your favourite. Where's my chili boots? And my other favourite uh, animation or visual gag was when Homer's walking through and all the sad signs come up. Employees yeah. must wash hands. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> so good. I love um, I love that Homer knows he has to follow the tortoise. Gets bored of following the tortoise. Punts the tortoise. But then runs after the tortoise. Like, yeah. As in... Like he's still desperately trying to follow it, even though he just took over the direction that it was going in. Did you find and running real gracefully too? Did you find it hard to sort of review and critique that part? It's just like it looks really um, cool. I think I wrote two sentences, but for it's it. just I don't know. There's not too much you can really say. I, I know the meaning behind the whole dream is yes, look, he's for his soulmate, and it was a great appearance by Johnny Cash and blah blah blah. But it's hard to really sit down and critique it like we normally do. Yeah, there were. Yeah, it was more that I just wrote little bits and pieces of. There's a couple of bits that we'll get to. Like, yeah. There, like, um, yeah, there's some bits of animation that I went, I'll jot that down so I remember that that happened. But yeah, it was difficult to, to talk too much about. It was like an animation showcase as opposed to, yeah. you know, a solid story. Yeah. So, a bit of trivia about the episode. How many questions have you got, Mitchell? I've got seven. I think I have four. Okay, well, I'll kick off. All right. Who, who are Homer's records of? Ah, uh, no, I didn't write those down. Jim Neighbors, Glenn Campbell, and the Doodle Town Pipers. Now have a look at Marge's records. They, they all stink. stink. How much did it cost to buy water at the Chili Fair? Oh, I didn't see. Yeah, three bucks. Three, a gl- bucks. three bucks a cup, which... 1997? 1997 and three American dollars basically means they're charging five or six bucks for some tap water. At a festival at price, a chili festival, though, where they know everyone's going to have ah. hot, spicy mouths, they are taking advantage of their customers, and I like it. <laughs> what does Earl stand for? An easy one. Uh, electronic Automatic Robot Lighthouse? Yes. Yeah, you could guess that without even knowing. I could, and uh, made much easier by the fact that I wrote one of them down. What was the name of Lenny's knickknack stall? Ooh, didn't say. Oh, a little piece of Lenny? A little uh, bit of Lenny? Yeah, a little bit of Lenny. A little oh. bit of Lenny, yes. What was on the top shelf of the closet? Mm. Let name two of the things. So I'm not too sure what the third thing was, but I'm guessing what it was. But at least Billy two. Beer. No, it was. Or do you want to try another guess? No, it was Homer's bowling ball. Okay. Was his, his um help spaceship? No, his fishing hat. Not spaceship. His helmet. Space helmet. The hat that he wears when he catches the catfish. Yep. The nice. hat. And I think it's the hat he wears when he becomes a vigilante. You know the one with the pointy. Uh, I yeah, think yeah. it was that one, but he couldn't quite see. Okay. What was the name of the jungle that the Guatemalan insanity pepper was? Oh, no idea. Primeval. Primeval. What does the sign say when they walk into the chili cook-off? Uh, so it's the chili cook-off dis- and slogan underneath. I was distracted by the fact that he was dancing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hurry up. No, I don't know. Uh, please lick spoons clean after each use. <laughs> um, who? This wasn't from the episode, but if you did a little bit of research, uh, you will know this. Or if well, then I failed. I little, did no research. By a little bit of research. I mean, if you open the Wikipedia page... Johnny Cash obviously played the space coyote. Who did they first approach? Bob Dylan. Yeah, well done. 
That was one of my facts. Uh, I've got a couple more questions. Which two secondary characters were dancing together when Marge first hits the dance floor at the Chili Festival? As she's talking to the Reverend, mm-hmm. just as that scene's ending, they sort of disappear into the crowd and two sub-characters are dancing together. I say Barney and the... Um, uh, oh, shit. What's his name? The Goofball. Capital City Goofball. Capital City Goofball. No, <laughs> good try. It was Dr. Nick and Princess Cashmere. Oh, she gets around that Princess Cashmere. No, no. <laughs> what does Smithers' jacket say? That was something I... You know, I was going to write that down and then went, no, nah, it's too obvious. Hot, hot um, and now Nashville Nights. Hot Nashville Nights, thank you. And finally, what did the tag say on each phone line when Marge is in bed and it pans down to Homer in the land room pacing back and forth, little gap in between, you see all the phone lines? Uh, They're all yeah. tagged up. No, I didn't. It's got NSA, FBI, ATF, CIA, KGB and MCI. MCI? Yes. I've not heard of MCI. I only know like three of them. Go through those again. NSA. National Security yes. Agency. FBI, obviously. Federal Bureau of Investigation. ATF, is that taxation? No, that's um, uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Okay. CIA, obvious. Uh, yeah, Central Intelligence Agency. KGB. That's the... I don't actually know what that stands for, but that's obviously Russian. We can Google it whilst I read it. Next one. So, KGB and MCI. I'm going to try to find... Like, MCI is what intrigues me. Um, MCI is so secretive, they don't appear on a, uh, on a Google... Maybe it's nothing. <laughs> MCI is awarded government telephone contract, New York Times, 1992. So, MCI... Something to do with the government and telephones. Well, something to do with telephones. Yeah. So, that might be like Telstra or something like that. Okay. Over then, there. Yeah. So, a few... AT&T. A f- few facts about the episode. Johnny Cash, obviously, is the space code in. As you said, Bob Dylan was the first one they approached, mm-hmm. first person. Bob Dylan apparently repeatedly turned down the Simpsons. Yeah. It's a shame. That is a shame. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you think he would... T- maybe he just doesn't think enough of the Simpsons? I think he's big on having fun. You don't think he's big? (laughs) No, no, I think he generally prefers to be melancholy. Yeah. Have you heard him recently? his style. No. He just cannot understand a word that he says anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. He was at um, Byron Bay Blues Fest a few years ago and just... He's, a, he's become a garbled mess. Like he's, People he's, in the crowd, this is fantastic. He's become worse than Bob Dylan impersonators. Really? Mm. There was a guy who was impersonating Bob Dylan at the Australian Beer Festival this year. It was atrocious. Impersonating or cover, like, tribute act. Yes, like so he was... He was doing a tribute pretend, act just yes. trying to be Bob Dylan. Yes, yeah, but right. he was fat and about 50 years old and it was not good. Did you ever see the movie I'm Not There, being a music fan that you are? I watched it many years ago. Yeah. I can't remember much. I've Is that one that's bl- got different actors playing? Yeah, like life? Kate Blanchett, um, you see Christian Bale. Is Wang in that movie? I don't know if you see his one. I haven't actually seen it. This I'm is, pretty I'm, sure you see Heath Ledger's Wang in it. Yeah, okay, nice. For all you I've got it on Blu-ray. I've got it on Blu-ray, so I'll go home and verify. Go to the chapter, Heath Ledger Wang. Anyway, so... So you haven't seen it. It is. I remember. Yeah, I've got the, the soundtrack's great. The soundtrack is all Bob Dylan covers. Yes, it's like forty. Um, it's really, really great album. I remember thinking it was okay, but anyway. So other facts: it was originally pitched in the third season by George Meyer, but only Matt Groening thought it would be a good idea. The rest of the cast, the rest of the staff said no. Yeah, right. So they. Kept there is it. no chance at all that I'm going to be able to pronounce KGB's, um, like what the KGB stands for. What do they do? Oh, it, it, KGB is like the Russian equivalent of. CIA oh, or okay. MI6 or something yep. like that. It's a Komitet Gosudarstevnoy Bezospaznosti. Well, you did try. You said you didn't have a chance I could even try no, I said, Oh, well. Yeah, Correctly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of the hallucination sequence was animated completely by David Silverman himself. It was oh. because he didn't trust the South Koreans to be able to do it properly. He wanted to come out exactly how he envisioned it in his head. So he did it all himself, as you probably should. I just don't trust that the Koreans have had as much LSD as I have. <laughs> I'll be doing this one. 
It, it included rendered backgrounds to give a soft mythical feel to the scene. Uh, during Homer's voyage, the clouds in one of the shots, I think it's when you first come back from commercial, mm. it's the first shot of him hallucinating, they use live action footage of clouds in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And the the giant butterfly that comes at one point was 3D computer animated. Yeah, right. Mm. It's very nice. cool. Back in 1997, that was big business, I guess. First time they ever used it. Yeah. During the same hallucination, Ned Flanders' line, where he says like, Gabba, Gabba, hey. Yeah. It was treated on a Mac computer, so that it increased and decreased pitch. Uh, they got a message from the Fox sensors after they sent them the demo tape. Of before it aired, mm. and they asked, quote, to discourage imitation by young and foolish viewers, when Homer begins to pour hot wax into his mouth, please have him scream in pain so kids will understand that doing this would actually burn their mouths. They didn't do this. No, they didn't. But what they did was they included... And Ralph- it led to wax incidents all <laughs> across the country. They included Ralph saying, hey, are you sure you want to do that? That's not a good idea. That's what they did and said. Right, so they held Ralph up as being the voice of reason and thought that all kids are going to go... Well, Ralph knows what he's talking about. Exactly. He's the smartest one on the show. How bad did Ralph look in that shot, by the way? Yeah, he was a little He weird. was drawn really... Similar to uh, Camp Krusty when he says, a new pair of underwear. Yeah. Possibly done real hastily because of the fact that it was, you know, maybe a, after a last the demo. Of, oh, yeah. possibly, yeah. Homer waking up on a golf course was a reference to something that happened to a friend of the producers who blacked out waking up on a golf course in a very in a different town and state. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> state. <laughs> I've never had that happen. I've heard. Well, I live close to the ball. I've heard it? stories, but I would I would love to have had one of those nights where I was that far off that I wake up in the Northern Territory and just go, "How the hell did this happen?" <laughs> what would you do in that scenario, though? Try to remember you're, you're, as much as I could. Envision you've lost your phone. You wake up in Northern Territory. What do you do? Um. Well, do I have my wallet? Yes. I'd go buy a beer. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my life. I'm going to live here now. <laughs> walk into the bar and go, "Whoa." Have I had a day? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a coffee. Beer. <laughs> so, and finally, this episode is actually loosely adapted as the plot of the Simpsons level pack for the video game Lego Dimensions. You can actually play the episode. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Lego Dimensions confuses me. Like, you've got to I've plug never, I've never figurines. You've got to plug, like, you buy figurines and something about plugging them into the game is what allows you to play the... Like, uh, you got to be... Which means you can't burn it. Basically, yeah. you need to have the figurines to be able to yeah. do it. But listen to this, right? Because I actually want to play it. This is the franchise that have been incorporated into it. So we've mm. got the A-Team, Adventure Time, Back to the Future, DC Comics, Doctor Who, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Fantastic Beasts, Ghostbusters, New and Old, Gremlins, Harry Potter, Jurassic World, Knight Rider, uh, the Lego Batman movie, the Lego movie Lord of the Rings, Mission Impossible, Scooby-Doo, Simpsons, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Wizard of Oz. You can play as characters from all those different franchises. That's amazing. Yeah, that is pretty goddamn sweet. Imagine being able to be Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible with Chris Pratt from Jurassic World in Lego. Like making out? Yes, just yeah. making out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the side-by-side. Here we go. We might put this... We'll have to put this YouTube link in the Patreon. Oh, is this it? Side-by-side. Side-by-side. So, so watching it now, the Lego version and the... Yeah, I was actually watching the gameplay of this this morning. Yeah, okay. It's pretty well done. It is. Like, that's largely shot for shot. Yeah. They cut out where uh, Marge smoking and whatnot. Homer and just goes outside. It even has a lazy dog dangling afternoon scene. And Marge, afternoon. Marge gussying up the curtains. Yep. Anyway. It's really, really cool. Should stop um, playing a video on an audio podcast. But we're describing what's <laughs> happening. The people can envision what's happening. So the original air date was January 5th, 1997. There was no chalk gag. And the couch gag was a family all come down in parachutes. really... Like, even f- by shortened intro... Standards. It was a really shortened intro. Yeah, straight into it. Yeah, yeah. And the come, family come down in parachutes for the couch gag, and obviously uh, Homer's parachute doesn't work, hits the floor. I remembered him falling through the floor, but obviously not. Mm. Kicks off with the family eating breakfast. You have to assume it's a Saturday because 
the kids stay up later than Marge at night time and it's a chilly cook-off. So I'm yeah, sure it's the you, weekend. you'd think they're not doing that on a Tuesday. Homer's then throwing out all the important parts of the newspaper, but he doesn't find it important. The, the arts, religion, religion, world. <laughs> and then finds the kick him back, which was just, I guess, the entertainment section of yeah. the newspaper. And he discovers that something's being cut out. I really liked the way they shown it from his point of view, looking through, looking through the paper. Lisa, Bart saying, we didn't do it. And then Marge holding scissors. Holding scissors. <laughs> and on the spot has to try and think of something. It's just the to gussy up these curtains. And she cuts them off. And then... How great is it? Such a great... The next scene, they're sitting on the couch and she's stitching her curtains back together. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Poor Marge. And you can understand why she wouldn't want him to go. Because it's particularly... Like, you see the flashbacks where he embarrassed himself. But Helen Lovejoy comes up to her numerous times throughout the episode. Yeah. Pointing out to her and making her feel bad. So, you can understand why she wouldn't want him to go. Yeah. But then he gets... I was thinking at this yeah. exact moment, by the way, I would love a chili cook-off in Geelong. Well, I wouldn't like, a, like a hot food, festival, but for yeah. someone who likes chili, it would be great. Well, chili doesn't necessarily have to be hot, though. Like you True. can you can have non-spicy chili quite yeah. comfortably. But I just I make a mean chili, and I will put my chili up against anyone else in this town. That's one of the things I loved about this episode. Actually, was how many different characters had their own little chili stand. Yeah, like Burns and Nelson and yeah. whatnot. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> it's really Burns fun. Yale style chili. <laughs> pouring the <laughs> so good. What was he pouring into his chili? I don't know. I'm just assume arsenic. No, <laughs> be paprika. Salt or something So then he gets the phone call And it's from Lenny And Marge realises Shit Lenny's going to tell him About the yeah. chili cook-off So she immediately Puts the sewing down Goes to get the vacuum cleaner Homer's like, The big annual What? How great's <laughs> the line afterwards? Ah well it was big and annual They would have put it In the <laughs> they newspaper They would have put it In the newspaper <laughs> So good Then it cuts to Homer He's just doing Absolutely nothing I actually yep. posted this On the Facebook page today It's just a lazy Dog dangling afternoon I ask people yep. To describe your weekend With a Simpsons picture Nice and We got a lot of lot of comments It's great Oh, you know what we should do next? What's that? Describe your relationship in a Simpsons picture. Yeah, people have done it before. It works really well. Yeah. We should do it. <laughs> what would be our picture, though? Is it, be something is it our relationship with our wives or is it our relationship? With your to- wife. So, assume, something that's like, so people would think it's about our relationships. Um, it's going to be something terrible. Disappointing? Something disappointing? <laughs> Man ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> someone posted there. Idiot week, ruins everything. Sorry. Someone posted this weekend, got the weekend to myself to watch WrestleMania, says, local man thinks wrestling is real. Yeah. <laughs> So, getting back to the episode, and Marge is trying to get rid of the smell of chili. With by chain smoking. S- by chain smoking, yes. It does look odd seeing Marge smoke, doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't mind it. Like, you Makes know. it hot? <laughs> no, no, no. It was just, I love, it's so anti-Marge. It just shows you how desperate she is not for Homer not to know. Exactly. But then he, it works the opposite. He goes yeah. outside to get some fresh air. Actually, I just realized, I was watching that through the prism of knowing why she was smoking. Like, knowing that it's a chili cook-off. Yeah. You, don't, you have no the, idea. At this point in the episode, the point. you don't actually know that, do you? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, in that case, it's actually probably... A, it would have been really jarring. But knowing knowing what was coming, I was like, yeah, that's really funny. I love the way he describes it, too. What's that smell? Onions? Chili powder? Cumin? Juicy ground chuck? It's chili! Oh, my God, I'm missing the chili cook-off! I'm missing the cook-off! It's going on right now, and I'm missing All it! Right. And Marge just concedes, like, fine, you can go, but... Yeah. The reason why I don't want you to go is remember last year when you made a fool of yourself. So we get the how fl- amazing would it be to get nude, jump into some fairy floss, and just wear it? Is it fluffy pink clown? Is that what he calls himself? Cloud, cloud, <laughs> whatever. But then uh, Homer's reaction: well, everything looks bad if you remember it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good outlook on life. Yeah, just don't remember what happened. Yeah, you'll be fine. Just forget. Yeah. <laughs> and here we get 
what I thought would have been your favorite moment. Chili boots. The chili boots. So, so good. I, I, and I've said before that I just love whenever Homer has a specific item for an activity. What? Chili boots, conversation hat. The, the, the typing hat? Like when he's a typewriter or when he's a detective? Does he call it that though? But he's usually just wearing it. I know, yeah, well, it's true. But it's when he's given it a name yeah. that I like it even more. The chili boots. <laughs> and what I loved was that he was still wearing them when he got home. They're all muddy. Yeah. <laughs> So Marge basically says to him, look, you can go, but you can't drink, obviously, because what's yeah. happened in the past, and he agrees, fine, whatever. Then when the family arrive, Homer pleading him to hurry up, reminded me when Nicola and I were in America, about to go into the theme parks, Nicola's yeah. like on her phone, I'm like, get the fuck on with it, I can see Mickey Mouse, hurry up. I'd have so, just <laughs> left her to her own devices. Yeah. Well, she had the passes, couldn't get in with oh, her. Oh, okay, that sucks. But first mistake, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa's line here, great, I thought all the three lines here were good, Lisa... I'm going to go vegetarian chili before they get desperate and add meat. Yeah. Really, really well done. Really yeah. great. A, in character. And yes. B. It's true. E- exactly. It's <laughs> like you would. You'd be like, well, I'm not selling as much. I should probably put some mints in this. Well, maybe 1997. I think now there'd be enough vegetarians for it to yeah, work. Yeah, that'd be Probably more vegetarians than actual meat eaters. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> then I'd like to hear... That they put pork in my chili. Sigh. <laughs> Maggie's hat was too big for a head. Didn't oh, I didn't notice that. Didn't need to draw it, but it just looks yeah, funny. And cool. Bart's going to go claim some stuff from Lesson Found. Then Marge goes to the spice rack. I don't get the gag issue. She didn't know what oregano was. Is that the gag? I don't understand it. It's yeah, that she doesn't use... So, like, eight spices, there must be some double-ups. Oregano. Like, it's... So, she obviously, in her cooking, is very simple. Just basic stuff. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Marge is just not interested in chili at all. Homer wants to go now. Hmm. What I like, too, was Homer... He I'll tell you to, what, he wanted to show off. Sorry, at the end of this, I will give you my chili recipe. Okay. There you go. At the end of this episode. At the end of this episode. Ooh, sounds interesting. Mm. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. And yeah, you can, uh, we can plug that in the free show. Patron exclusive. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> <Mrs>. <laughs> <Just> chili recipe. <laughs> <Just> chili recipe. <laughs> so then Homer says, well, I'll come back to find you when I'm ready to stop having fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was mean, but it's true. Yeah. The thing is, though, when Homer does get sick, and, or after he just ate the chili, he wishes Marge was there. Like he want, he's he's proud of his ability to eat chili. He's just he, he's disappointed that Marge isn't interested in him. Yeah. So this is where Marge goes to the square dance. It's just ra- a random place to have a square dance, isn't it? It is a little bit. Yeah. Like it's like lion dancing square dance. Yeah. It like seem to fit where the country vibe mixes into the like. I don't know of much of it. Like is chili a Texan I guess, thing? Well, or? yeah. I guess all you could think of is or that chili Nashville. probably would have been yeah like the old west, if not necessarily Texas but like that sort of and or Tennessee like a, a cowboy kind of everyone's dressed as cowboys yeah so you got cowboy food I guess that would give you a little bit of cowboy dance association not maybe not so much these days but if you were to hark back I don't know the full history of chili how would you if you were told right you can organise a chili cook-off in Geelong what would the theme be would it be like this I would never think to put line dancing nah, anywhere not anywhere yeah um, even if I was having a Billy Ray Cyrus theme night, I still would not allow live <laughs> dancing have in my house. <laughs> <laughs> then Helen Lovejoy appears, and she is just an absolute bitch in this. But I did like that Lovejoy was there to pull her back in check. He's like, "Shut up!" It's not doing much of a job of it. Oh, he does the second time. He's just yeah, the second time. But mostly, I feel like he's just paying lips. Being half-hearted, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just that small town gossip from Helen Lovejoy where. It just takes one person to, t- to start the rumour. And then, yeah. that obviously, this is why Marge gets upset because it always backfires and makes her look bad. Homer then goes to the chilly area. Great angle from his chilly boots, looking at yeah, everyone. This was, um, and the good, the bad, sh- and the ugly yeah, theme. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly theme. And it's a very much a Western 
in general shot. It does, and yeah. I'll get to why I really liked Otto as well. Um, on okay. the on the on the theme of sort of Western films and that sort of stuff. All right, cool. I just love that everyone has their own chili. It's just so many different characters. Yeah. It's really, really... The whole town's got into the spirit. Like, it's a big annual. It's a really yep. big deal. Oh, the other thing I loved about Homer coming in, by the way... Um, yep. He's a big man on campus, isn't he? Literally <laughs> casts a big shadow over the chili contest. Like, if you have a look, his shadow is, like, Goes the whole three length. times the size of him. Okay. And, you know, and figuratively casting a shadow over the fact that everyone knows that Homer is this chili god. Everything was fine until he yeah. was there. So it's a great foreboding shot that then goes into the, the character reactions as well. Yep. First one he goes to, Flanders. <laughs> oh, hang on, before we get to that, <laughs> the spoon, they say he uh, carved yes. it himself from a bigger spoon. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes to Flanders. All right, well, I'm chilly, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, one, two... Hey, what the big idea? Oh, I admit it. It's only two alarm. Two and a half tops. I just wanted to be a big man in front of the kids. Daddy, are you going to jail? We'll see, son. We'll see. Then Smithers asks Marge for a dance. Very odd for Smithers to be hitting on Marge, but anyway. Well, is it hitting on her? I don't know if it's way? hitting on. I think he just he wants himself some, Sh- show some off. line dancing. Yeah. No, it's not even is a show it line off. dancing, though, or is it square no, dancing? Square dancing. Well, isn't that the same thing? But, like, this. No. <laughs> isn't it. Um, I just take it as Smithers getting into the spirit of things and he's seeing Marge sitting there alone on the side. He's just being a nice guy. Like, yeah, never actually looking Come like join that. in the fun. He's just trying to include her, make mm. her feel important. I, it's, I love the. I don't know how the campiness of the outfit, like the pink, very the pink and purple swirls and that sort of stuff running through the pure white. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it was it didn't go anywhere. Like you never didn't even see them dance together. Mm, that's true. You could have at least cut to them was dancing. Just a, yeah, it was just a little bit of filler, wasn't it? Yeah, but I would cutting to them dancing add anything? But maybe if you had them having a good time dancing and then her looking over and seeing Homer acting like an idiot and that would have been like, Ugh. yeah, possibly. Because you know when she when Homer's about to drink beer and she goes, Homer. Maybe she could look over as she's dancing and see Homer about to go to the beer. Yeah. I suppose the reveal of her saying Homer is funnier because she shouldn't have been there. But yeah. I don't know. I just felt like that, that sort of scene meant nothing Yeah. in the long run. It Ultimately, it didn't. It was, it's there purely to allow a sort of passage of time for Homer to get to the next chili stand. So then Homer's, speaking of, the next chili stand is Moe's. Completely just puts Moe's chili down. <laughs> Moe didn't stand a chance. <laughs> I love that Homer becomes a food critic. Yes, and he's really good at it. Yeah, as we find out in a later episode. This should have, been, yeah, this should have been his career. Wiggum is then very annoyed by Homer. He, Homer thinks he's so big coming into. He thinks he's the mayor of Chili Town. You feel like Wiggum has plotted. <laughs> well, he he obviously has plotted. Like Wiggum must have been taken down in the past. Yeah, there's there's a backstory here where you know this this would be like they did they recently did the Camp Krusty sequel. I'd like to see a Chili prequel. Where you find, like, Wiggum... I dig it. Maybe Wiggum was running a really successful restaurant until Homer came along and just oh, destroyed... Oh, no, because shows a lot of backstory. Oh, on the destroyed. side of being a police chief? Yes. Okay. Yep. And just destroyed it. No, before he became a police chief. Oh, he was a teenager when he first joined the force. Remember, like, he was really young. So he was on long service leave for six months and he starts making chilli. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that would be really cool as well because, as you said, he's he's... Jealous of Homer, isn't he? He's prepared for it. He's, yeah. It's an orchestrated attack to I'm gonna take down Homer this year. He thinks he's the best. And at first, it kind of does. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that was silly about it is, and I know it's petty, Homer, as soon as it touches his tongue, it burns his tongue to a crisp. Mm. Then why was he able to just hold it? Because um, it was the well, heat. No, it's not the heat. It's the spices. 
But as soon as I touch his tongue, it's, you hear the sizzle. Yeah, but like again, that uh, that I could be wrong, but I thought that it was because of the heat, as well no. as the spice. Like, the spice kicked in, obviously. Like other, there are other chilies that, well, most chilies you can hold them and be fine. I, I don't know, I don't understand the exact workings of a chili, but like you can have it in your hands and be okay. And then as soon as it hits your tongue, then you're screwed. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that takes down that theory. Then yeah. <laughs> I knew there must have been a reason. It wouldn't be that silly. Yeah. And the thing I liked about it too was that it was an unexpected reaction because mm. if you're watching this for the first time, you just assume that Homer. Would just eat it, no worries at all. Yeah, but nope, he gets taken out like a little bitch, doesn't he? It's just yeah. <laughs> and the the best part, the is ice cream, the melting. ice cream melting. Ah, oh. oh, that is the <laughs> best part. <laughs> then he sees the beer. Obviously, Everyone, yep. everyone's laughing at him. It's kind of cruel, isn't it? Oh yeah, but I, I was... suppose maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe because he brags about how good he is. Oh, yeah, but has he? Th- well, I guess he was kind of cruel to them, but still, everyone laughing, like, everyone laughing, and they're no better than him. Like no. that would be like me laughing at Usain Bolt because he ran a hundred meters in ten point five seconds yeah, instead of shit instead of nine point five seconds. <laughs> Look at and how slow in, Usain is, he's, and does a hammy at the same time. Yeah, like hammy's in pain. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're laughing at him. So he sees the beer stand, and he's about to drink all these beers at once. And Marge sees him from the side. Homer, you promise, but I need it. <laughs> Obviously, she thinks he needs it because he's a drunk, but no, he just needs to get rid of the heat. Then he's just seen drinking water and he's finally calmed down a bit now and he's he's really disappointed with himself. You know, he's usually the king of chili cook-offs and now he's been yep. brought back down to earth. He's drinking all the water and then he nearly accidentally eats the wax. And yep. that's where Ralph walks in. He, as he said, maybe he looks shit because it was a last minute Yeah, conclusion. possibly. But he says, you don't want to eat wax, do you? Like, maybe I do. <laughs> son? Does he say son or Ralph? Like, anyway, maybe I do. I think he then, says son. Yeah, and then Homer... Oh, no, first of all, when he first spits it out, outstanding! That's <laughs> <laughs> what comes out. Homer then returns for more chili, and, you know, Wiggum's, you know, thinks he's the king now because I've taken down Homer Simpson. Hey, everybody, look who's back. It's the big baby. Oh, this porridge is too hot. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Want some more, do you? Well, sure. Heck, it's not my job to talk people out of killing themselves. Uh, <laughs> Great animation of Wiggum shaking as he hands him the as next he gives one. The next one, yeah, he's like, I should be doing this. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to go down really, really <laughs> bad. Well, it's not my job to talk people out of killing themselves. Kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> Then Stu should be shooting out of his ears. By all what is it, by all medical logic, I think it is as well. That's what that's what I love the most about that. Like scientifically, this is what should be happening. Or like Krusty, his ears if we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> then he eats down four or five, can't quite remember what it is. Then laugh says to Wiggum, Don't quit your day job, whatever that is. <laughs> Walks off. And this is what I said before. He's disappointed. My finest moment and, and Marge, Marge wasn't, wasn't there to it. see it. Yeah. yeah. You really feel sorry for him. Yeah, that was a nice like a, a good bit of writing there where it's just like, no. Um, because even for, like for us, if we were doing something, we would wish our wives were there to see it as well because we don't really, or you probably do a lot better things than what I do. You're the, good at most things you do. The other day, I was playing Tiger Woods 2004 oh, on, you gotta the, go, you gotta go on the nine, PlayStation nine, 2. No, no, no. 2004 was perfect mix of arcade and um, realism. <laughs> and realism. I, I hold out with a pitching wedge from about 130 yards just incredible amount of backspin down down a little slope. I saved the replay so I could show her when she came back later on. <laughs> Didn't care? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I was like, look what I did. <laughs> Alrighty, so getting back. 
And this is basically where the animation starts because Homer starts to feel sick mm. and he's sort of, he doesn't quite pass just out. instantly just hits the belly. Gets as delusional. As you would expect. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And first person he walks up to is Flanders and they sneak yeah. in a Ramones reference here. The Gabba Gabba Hey. Oh, is that That's what that was? That's a famous yeah, quote okay. from the, the Ramones. And then, you know, just goes through all the different characters. I think it's Barney, Jasper, Grabapple. Animation glitch there, by the way. Jasper was um, in one shot. Before he runs up to them in, like, and drops to their knees, like Grabapple and all that yes, sort of stuff, yep. Jasper is manning a stall. And the Homer really? takes, like, six steps, and then Jasper's in with everyone else. Okay, nice pickup. Then he bursts through the fence, just blabbling. <laughs> Let him go, Ralph. He knows what he's doing. I don't think this is specifically parodying a movie, but for me, I like that this was... It's a nice... Like, Homer's running off to the sunset. It's a nice throwback to the Western motif that they started when he first entered the chili town with that good, the bad, and the ugly thing. And for me, it was... What it had shades of Shane. So the the final scene of Shane is Shane riding off into the distance. Is that a movie? Yeah. I've said okay. Um so the character Shane is riding off into the distance as a kid's like, Come back, Shane, come back. And Shane's Sounds sad. Shane's been shot in a in a gunfight. Like he's riding the horse, he's a little bit slumped, and it's that thing of is he going to die, is he not going to die? That was very much the kind of feeling that I got from this shot. It's not like a shot for shot recreation or anything like that. There's a lot of differences, but it's yeah, it was just for me. I was it thought it was a very cool way to both start and end that segment with a western yep. motif. Yep, cool. So we cut back from commercial, and I've just written here. There's not much in terms of critiquing. It's just purely an animation exhibition. No. So let's talk about the things that were, I guess, the things that stood out for us: sunrise, sunset. Uh, um, <laughs> I hope I didn't brain my damage. Um, yeah. Oh, judging Marge. We get again like Marge just being judgmental instantly. She's judgmental the whole time. Yeah, which kind of like. So what made her? I guess she she, she says at the end, "I was so worried when I woke up and you weren't there." So now she just forgives him for everything that he did because he never actually once explained to oh, her. Ultimately, but he never he never explained to her that it wasn't beer. So she's still assuming. So he just has to leave the house, and all of a sudden she forgives him for everything. Yeah, he but did. she knows he was sober the next time around, and then like there wasn't it the same day. Yeah, but he sobered up by the time he comes home. He oh, came it was home next morning, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yep, yep. So there's a difference between having a fight and holy shit, my husband's gone. Yeah. Um, the we get the tortoise in this little segment and like follow the what 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 am I... tortoise? Oh, good reveal. <laughs> um, the Homer's little graceful run and then the pyramid. How good is the graceful run? It's, it's, it's really cool. good. Fits the music perfectly, yeah. doesn't it? He just yeah. gallops through in slow motion. And then like the pyramid where it's like climb the top of the pyramid and then it just, it's, well, that seems easy. <laughs> this is because I kicked you, isn't it? Mm. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but as you said, Helen tells Marge that Homer made a complete ass of himself and Marge just assumes the worst. That's obviously beer. Yep. And Lovejoy just tells her to shut up. He puts her in a place here. You never see this ever again, I don't reckon. Putting Helen in her place. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. No, he just tells her to be quiet and Marge assumes it was beer. I did like the animation, but... As a kid, I didn't really like this episode because I feel like there wasn't much to it. I didn't get yeah. the whole overriding story of trying to find his soulmate and all that kind of shit. Yep. Watching this again, whilst it looks great, it still didn't have much substance to it. Like this whole second act yeah. with, the, with the Homer's dream or whatever you want to call it, he's, um, what's the word? Well, he's hallucination. Hallucination, yes. Yeah. There wasn't a lot going on. It, it, it was sort of like, it reminded me of the, you know, the, the fly episode of Breaking Bad. It's just one of those episodes that yeah. has nothing to do with the overall... I love that episode. Yes. I know. It, it's just different from everything else, just yeah. so they can try and beat Artsy. Yeah. Which is fine. I guess they probably get bored Well, they do it while. pretty well. Oh, they do it amazing. Yeah. Like, the animation is fantastic, but yeah. 
as an overall episode, it's just very hard to review it because there's not much there as opposed to saying, oh, this looked good and this looked good. Well, the, yeah, so the, in the next little hallucination segment, there was one bit that I did like um, in particular. But uh, before we get to that, the, the kids are in the car, Bart wearing his time for chili hat. Yes. <laughs> really. You're just mad because your hat doesn't have a clock in it. I'm not even wearing a hat. I'm just wasted on an idiot like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me when I come home with theme park shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nicola doesn't care. The Marge being sort of blown away like sands in the wind, which I did like. Mm. In that, my first thought was an hourglass. And it was like, yeah, exactly. In, if he doesn't reconnect with Marge, then time is running out and Marge is going to disappear and blow through the wind. He's mm-hmm. not going to be able to have Marge anymore. That was my one bit of analysis that came out of and it. And it fits perfectly. This is where the space coyote arrives. And he pretty much, his whole point there is to tell, Johnny Cash, amazing, by the way. Great pickup by the Simpsons. Yeah. It's like the forgotten fucking, like, that's a big star. Yeah. Uh, tells Homer that he needs to find his soulmate. And it's a, quite a good moment where Homer just assumes it's Marge. You must find your soulmate. Soulmate? Your kindred spirit. The one with whom you share an unspoken bond. A profound, mystical understanding. That's it? Well, that's Marge. Big deal. Great spiritual quest, Wolfie. My soulmate is Marge. Is it? Ooh. And that's where Homer realizes, oh, maybe my relationship isn't what I thought it was, yeah. and I have to actually do some work. Because you just assume, like once again, Homer just taking advantage of Marge, just assuming she'll always be there. And this is the space Cody's way of saying, well, if you don't pull your finger out, she's she not, might not going to. Yeah. But in saying that, he did nothing wrong this episode. He what? Sorry. Oh, yeah. he did nothing wrong this episode. Yes, I misheard you. So everything. Th- th- that's why I felt like this sort of theme didn't really. It's hard to buy into it because Homer didn't actually do anything wrong to have to make have this epiphany. Yeah. Had he gone against her wishes and then had this epiphany, it might be different. But he didn't do anything wrong. Marge just assumed and she was wrong. Yeah. So really, the episode doesn't really doesn't doesn't make sense. But the whole point of this was he had to find his soulmate. And she's angry, but he didn't do anything wrong. This is part of where the well, not so much that, but like there are there are bits in the resolution of what happens that the the writing let me down on a little bit where I thought the episode could have. Could have been better overall. There is um a good line here, not so much from Johnny Cash, but his reaction to it was pretty funny. But it's about how um his line is the mind is chattering away like a thousand voices. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I, I we, hear that, really we like. hear that twice. Yeah, that sound. I can't remember what the second moment is when we hear that sound. It's late on in the episode anyway when we yeah. hear it. I did also like Johnny Cash. Do you think they got him to act as a dog biting Homer's <laughs> leg? <laughs> I would love the visual of that. Yeah. That would be so good. Then Homer finally wakes up because the train comes and scares him and wakes him up. Yeah. That's meant to be a takeoff of a TV show, Soul Train, back in the oh, day. Oh, okay. Yep. Of the opening intro. He finally wakes up on the golf course, Brockman with his whistle. Yeah. Like a yeah. whistle. <laughs> Security! <laughs> Homer then realizes that everything he saw in the dream was just stuff that he was coming across in real life. The golf course. But the pro shop way up on top. Yeah. He's taking the piss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the talking dog. And that talking coyote was really just a talking dog. Hi, Homer. Find your soulmate. Hey, wait a minute. There's no such thing as a talking dog. Damn straight. So then Homer then goes home and he's still wearing his boots, which yep. is just amazing. And his shirt's all muddied still. And I think here, this is just their way of sort of acknowledging that Bart and Lisa pl- don't really play much in this episode, but they had to include them. Yeah. So it's just, I says the Mabel, I says. says yeah. There was, there was no need to have that scene purely just to include Bart and Lisa. And they're just talking kind of old fashioned for... Outback. Country- yeah, like, where, where's your mum? Outback. Like, that, that's pointless. I think that's yeah. what they're trying to go for here. He goes out the back and Marge is doing the washing. Homer just has, obviously hasn't come home the night before. She's not happy at all. She has no explanation from him. And Homer just walks in. 
Ah, my soulmate. And she goes ballistic. Yep. Have you ever had a moment where Ash has gone ballistic at you like this? No. Never? No. Perfect. <laughs> now, see, Ash doesn't react the same way. Ash is a quiet, ang- angry person. When she's angry, she's quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've had moments where she hasn't spoken to me yes. for, for six hours. <laughs> I've seen her angry. Remember that time you were here having dinner and you gave her shit for something? Uh, way she, kept, she kept saying like, I think. And you go, can you speak without saying like? It was something along those lines. Yeah, it probably was something. And she just looked at you and you were like, let's go record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but I've done it plenty of times. Nicola's a very loud and angry person sometimes. Mm. <laughs> angry. Angry, angry person. <laughs> <laughs> For good reason, though. I'm not a good person to live with sometimes. Then, obviously, Homer's sort of confused. Oh, this, the coyote said that, you know, Marge is gonna, my, my soulmate would understand. Marge mm. doesn't understand me at all. I did like, though, that Homer had been kicked to the couch. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I don't understand is, why is Marge asleep in bed? Homer then goes out to the lighthouse. And why is it that Bart and Lisa are just brushing their teeth and going to bed then? Is it because it's Saturday and they're up later? And Marge just going to bed early? Marge is angry. So she just goes to bed. Yeah. I can't sleep when I'm angry. Can you sleep when you're angry? No, but I think women can. I think it's a thing that they have. When you are angry, because obviously everyone gets angry from time to time, what is your go-to <laughs> calm myself so down? I'm so rarely angry. Yeah, what is your go-to calm myself down, though? Well, like to relax. If you just want to fucking just get away from the stress of life for a bit, what do you do? Well, there's a very obvious answer, but it's a little bit too base, so I'm not going to go with it. Which, which is? Uh, you just... <laughs> Ten minutes of quiet time and some lotion. Dando is all that's required. <laughs> Pop a smile back on that dial. Let's get back on track then, shall we? <laughs> I, I'm talking about a shoulder rub. I give myself a massage. That's, that's, that's I that's knew. A, yeah, that's, no one wants to hear about that. What were you thinking? That. Good. <laughs> He goes through the records and he realizes, you know... And then I masturbate furiously. Yeah. <laughs> they're so different and he's thinking, well, because they're opposites, they like different things, mm. they mustn't be soulmates. So he goes to find his soulmate. And we come back. <laughs> this was amazing, this gag. You think he's at the psychiatrist. Yeah. Yes, this was a real... This is a, this is as good a pullback and reveal as you were ever going to see. Yes, it was so good. The, the furniture store all yeah. This really goes beyond my qualifications. It's furniture like you put up with it for a bit. He's yeah. like, mate, I have to continue with my job. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to buy something, get the fuck out. Then goes to Moe's and realizes that nobody there is his soulmate. No. I like the nice touch of Lenny and Carl playing pool because that pool yeah. table never gets used. Yeah. Nice that to actually see it. Actually, yep. yep. Homer then calls a personal... This was funny. Not that I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think it was? It's some lewd sex act, obviously. Pegging. Which is? I actually don't even know what that is or what it is. I I, I learned this too. Pegging would be a female wearing a strap-on of some variety and... Pegging you? Let's just say ramming a man. Yeah, that happened. Not that I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he he hangs up, obviously. And then... The space coyote's voice comes over. This was funny. This yeah. actually was quite funny in the last act. Mm. The this is just your memory. Yeah, I have no new. <laughs> I have no new information. <laughs> then we get the really nice. This <laughs> just reminded me of um, a, a joke from Daniel Kitts. It is like, wouldn't it be great if your internal monologue used words that you didn't understand? <laughs> like, oh, Daniel, that's very perspicacious of you. What? Well, don't you know what perspicacious means? Well, yes, of course I do. I must. It's <laughs> <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> We get a really nice montage here. The song at seventeen, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, it is a nice. I was like, I it fit the moment the perfectly, truth didn't it? Seventeen. That love was only for beauty queens or something. Yeah, love was meant for beauty queens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes into Quimby's <laughs> depressing truth to learn at seventeen. Yes, cop that. I didn't quite think the Quimby one was the funniest moment of this montage. 
He goes into the campaign centre. They just throw him straight out. Yeah. The others were better. The kissing fish, where one consumes the other <laughs> fish. <laughs> consumes the other and then looks at Homer like it wants more. Yeah. <laughs> then the signs pass by. My favourite was employees must wash hands. Yep. What was what the other ones? Like, stay out. And- yeah, it was just general, you know, keep left and less overtaking. Like, that wasn't one of them. It was just general kind of yep. nothing signs. Goes to the community outreach and it's full just before Homer gets there. Then he decides to go to the dock. And he decides, well, the lighthouse keeper, that must be be the loneliest guy in the world. That's who's going to be my soulmate. Why he would assume he would be his soulmate, I don't know. Mm. But he does. And he goes in and he sees his name's Earl. Earl's going to be my friend. Races up. And that, by the way, is a reference to uh, a Twilight Zone episode, The Old Man in the Cave. Oh, okay. Where he finds out that someone who's in a cave is actually a robot. That's Ah. where he finds out that this is Earl. Nice. Um, He then stands in front of the light. He's just given up. He's having a little bit of a rant. He stands in front of the light. Sort of an homage to Batman. Yep. I, this was a joke that made me think, like, it's almost specifically written for trailers or, like, yeah, Fox 8 Simpsons marathon type thing. Yeah. yeah. It can be it, it can be completely out of context and it's a two-second bit that they can throw to and you go, ha, 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 let's watch The Simpsons. This definitely would have been in the commercial. Yeah. 100%. You're right. Hope then, bra- I love here. Actually, I think this might be my favorite moment. It's purely from Dan's delivery. Homer breaks the light to trick the ship to come to the people. Come here, people! And then has this evil laugh afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's just so it funny. It is like Homer's insanity has just <laughs> entirely taken hold here. <laughs> I'm going to kill these guys. I'm gonna yeah. make, I'll make them come to me. Come here, people! And the sea captain and the first mate just don't see the lighthouse. And this is where we, we find out that they've packed the ship with hot pants. <laughs> They're precious cargo. Uh, the hot pants? Aye. <laughs> Marge then arrives. I thought this was a nice touch, actually. That... I, I like the idea that they'd had the fight and she kicked him to the couch and then she couldn't sleep so she went downstairs to discuss it with him and found him not there. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. And I also like the way she Sherlock Holmes where Homer had gone to. How great is it? I knew you'd be on foot because you don't like you said public transport was for dweebs and I knew that you'd head west because town slopes downhill. Because <laughs> <laughs> town yeah, slopes up that's so great, yeah. And he likes blinking lights, which was the lighthouse. Yeah. So she goes up there and then, yeah, it's where they realise that they are soulmates. Yeah. It was a it's little... the little... next bit of dialogue that I didn't like, where they're just spelling it out to each other. Yeah. Too... I was about to say, it's a bit soppy, isn't it? No, I don't care about it being soppy. It was just too clumsy and too... Un... Like, there was no subtext whatsoever. It was just fucking underlining, this is what the episode means. This is the point of the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it was, like... Yeah, yeah. It was uh, differences are different, but our sames are more important. Or something like that. Our differences are sin- skin deep, but our sames are blah blah blah. It's like it's like you're. I'm your soulmate. Yeah, yeah. Just fuck off. Come up with a smarter way to say that. They got out that of, was that was a bit that annoyed me. They got out of the soppiness though with a great home in your face, space coyote. You know what? It was? <laughs> it's the moment of like Michael Space Jams. Like you guys had it in you all along. You don't need like it was just that we knew. Here's the plot, and the, here's the point, and the moral, and fucking ram it down your throat rather than just don't tell me, show me. Yeah, I completely agree. I have no rebuttal for that. <laughs> I'm gonna see you watching it, and just being like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get on with the story. But I did like Homer's. Just have thought. feelings. <laughs> Stop talking about them and your, feel them in your face, space coyote. Much like space coyote. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't actually told her anything at all. Then we they realise that the ship's coming towards them. They need to yep. fix the light. They obviously fix it, and the ship starts to move. <laughs> they like the joke of them just gigantic um, light bulb boxes, mm-hmm. like you would get from the supermarket, and one empty one, because you've all you always leave an empty one in the drawer. Exactly. 
I liked uh, Sea Captain's reaction. Jonathan Livingston Seagull. This <laughs> <laughs> is um, hard to starboard. Uh, port? Aye, port. <laughs> just the captain is such a terrible captain. And I did like... He just wants to be a captain. And it was perfect too that the ship crashed. They didn't save the day in the end. Yeah. They thought they did, but they didn't. But... Hell out of all them hot pants. Yes. Marge and Homer and celebrating. It was a nice way to end it with them in the light, kissing at the end. Yep. But overall, the episode, what do you think of it? I didn't... It's, uh, look, I'd give it 7 out of 10. I've read so many raving reviews of it. Some people saying it's the best episode in the show's history. No. Are you kidding me? Nowhere near it. It's... Look, it is great animation and it's... Yes, it's, visually it's, it's great. Visually, it's as good as you'll see in any cartoon, yes. but story, writing... I also wouldn't be able to rate it that highly given that so many of the main characters are written out of it. When I say so many, Bart and Lisa have nothing to do. But, they, but they, even Marge... They just include them for the sake of Marge it. has almost nothing to do. M- Marge... It's like hard. She, she's in it throughout, but her screen time is it's actually so hard, limited. It's actually hard to like Marge in this episode. Um, yeah, it is a little bit. I know she's been burnt in the past, but she... Homer says he's not going to drink beer, and she just yeah. she's just judgmental the yeah. whole way through. He it. didn't drink beer. No, she didn't for one second entertain the fact that he might have just been hallucinating. <laughs> but anyway, overall, a fine episode, but not my favorite by any means. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned don't kick a tortoise; it will come back to bite you. I learned that Springfield slants to the west. Yep. So, there's no mailbag. That's just pretty much it. But we're going to end this episode on one of the highest of highs. We're going to hear Mitch's recipe for chili. Here we go. This now, is why you pay your $2 or whatever it is you pay per month. Thank you to everybody, by yep. the way, for subscribing. You guys are all champions. And sorry this is a little bit late in the month, but you finally got it. Here it is. So, the chili recipe, this is how it works. You can either do this in a slow cooker or you could do it in a pot. Um, I tend to go slow cooker just because it's a little bit easier. Um, so... You get 800 grams of uh, like a chuck steak or, you know, some, some just cheap, shitty steak, basically. And a, you know, um, preferably cut into like finger-sized pieces as well. So, just like, you know, little thing, finger, finger width. Yeah, little strips. Um, then you get a ham hock, like a meaty pork hock that you can find in the supermarket, preferably with bone in. A um, couple onions, you want to dice those up. Four garlic cloves crushed, four hot chilies, um, shredded. At least four. You can hot. Get... So, you, so your chilies hot. Uh, oh, no. Um, if you like mild chili, you shouldn't eat this. No, or? because there's so much meat that four doesn't go that bad. Like this will give you a little bit of a kick, but it's not. It's not burning you. It's not going to burn by any means. Um, three tins of diced tomatoes. Two, uh, one tin of black beans. One tin of kidney beans. Two tablespoons cayenne pepper. That's the KN in particular. If you want to really make it spicy, like the KN's where to go. Um, more so, like the chilies that I use. I mean, if you're using bird-sized chilies or something like that, then they're going to be really hot. But the KN pepper is where a lot of the kick is. So you can either add it to that or decrease from that, depending on how hot you want it. Three tablespoons paprika, two tablespoons cumin, one tablespoon mustard powder, one cup barbecue sauce, salt and pepper, some butter. And liquid smoke, it's optional, but if you can get some liquid smoke, you get that from specialty barbecue stores. You love liquid stores. smoke, don't you? When you it, mentioned it a few times in your recipe. When required, yeah. Um, so, what, we, what we're going to do, we go, you fry off your onions and the spices, um, add in a little bit of butter, just get those kind of, get your onions soft, get the spices just a little bit cooked, um, throw in your cayenne pepper and all that sort of stuff. Add that into the slow cooker, throw in your three tins worth of diced tomatoes, pop in your chuck steak, your pork hock, 
or your ham hock, let that go for at least four hours. Oh, also, at that point, add in the mustard powder, the barbecue sauce. So that all goes into the slow cooker. You just let that sit there. Pretty much all you're not putting in there right now are the beans. Let that go for four hours, at least until you can start to shred the pork hock. Um, discard a bit of the skin. Just like treat, Play it by ear. Sometimes the skin's really, really thick and rubbery, and you, it's just no good. So you get rid of what's bad, keep what's good, shred it all. You then go from the slow cooker into a pot. Start boiling the absolute shit out of the thing to reduce the tomatoes down to get it to a thicker consistency now you can from that point have it as wet or as dry as you like it sometimes it's nice to go wet if you you know using it for some dip with some corn chips and that sort of stuff it's nice to go dry if you're putting it over the top of chips to do you know loaded um, chili cheese fries or something along those lines you pop the beans in when it goes in and probably for the year last at least your last half hour popping the beans so they can absorb some of the flavor as well that will make you it, it depends on how many people you got, but that's going to make probably somewhere near eight or eight to ten serves of chili. Uh, and that's it. It's a simple recipe, but like as in the actual process, it's easy as hell to make, but God, it's good. You want to stir it relatively regularly and make sure you've got it in a fairly heavy set pot so you don't burn it and nothing catches on the bottom. I'm looking forward to hearing if any of our listeners actually use your recipe, make their chili. I want to hear what they think of it. They might not be able to cook it as good as you. I have faith in our listeners. Um, I reckon they'll be able to. It is. Pretty it, straightforward it really is just put shit in a slow cooker, let the flavours work, and then boil it. Like, it's it's as simple as it gets. So, make sure you cook some chili. Use Mitch's recipe and let us know. Mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com to do you. How it mm-hmm. all came out. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Mitch might give us more recipes because Mitch is the, hmm. the a, a top chef. Another great thing about chili is you can throw in... Like, if you want to throw oregano into that, throw oregano into it. If you've got any other random spices that you think might work, throw them in. Like, a, that's my base recipe. You always play around with it a little bit. Yeah. Once again, guys, thanks for listening to our review of The Mysterious Voyage of Homer. Or have a go, once again, Mitch, at what it's really pronounced as. <laughs> We really it's not do, in front of me anymore. We really do appreciate your support. You guys are all champions. The mysterious uh, something de nostros de homa. Homa. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the review. Love to hear your thoughts. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Let us know what episode you'd like us to do a premium review of next. We're going to be doing The Prestige as our next month's or this month, April's review review. Yep. Also, on the next free podcast, unless you're listening to this late, if you listen to this when it's come out, we're going to be doing the $5 plus patrons read out on the show and our monthly draw. It's going to be on this week's review of... Boy Scouts in the Hood. So if you're a patron, which you obviously I listen to this. Yep. Tune in. Really looking forward to Boy Scouts in the Hood. I haven't seen that in a long, long Same. time. Same. Yeah. It, it would be really, really great. I'd love the the, the captain yeah. in this. <laughs> so great. So once again, guys, thanks for your support. You guys are all champions. Mitch, any final words for the patrons? They deserve one. Uh, I want to get home and eat my chili. I'm missing the chili. Shh.